Hi, I'm Marianne Stewart. I'm often referred to as the pioneer of the natural menopause movement. My 28th book was just published in America, Manage Your Menopause Naturally. And Femtech for me will allow us to reach millions of women simultaneously and help them with personal solutions to manage perimenopause and menopause, which is absolutely brilliant. Welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Before we kick off today's episode, I want to tell you about our upcoming summit on March 22nd. Get your tickets for this badass women's health and wellness innovation conference at femtechsummit.com. We have an awesome lineup of speakers like Jesse Draper from Hologen Ventures, one-on-one office hours with investors, and a reverse pitch competition where femtech investors pitch you on the deals that they want to see. Get your ticket today at femtechsummit.com. Alrighty, um, I'm Dr. Brittany Barreto, your host, and today's episode I interview Marion Stewart. Marion is the author of Manage Your Menopause Naturally and the author of 27 other books. She is amazing. She is a world-renowned healthcare expert and has helped tens of thousands of women around the world overcome PMS and menopause symptoms without using drugs or hormones. In 2018, she was awarded the British Empire Medal and was recognized as one of the 50 most inspirational women by the Daily Mail. You can learn more about her and get her books at marianstewart.com. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Marion. Welcome to the show. Hi, Brittany. It's lovely to be here. It's so great to have you. We met during my office hours a few weeks ago, right? We did. We did. I think we met on a wow call, was it, originally? Oh, yeah. Women of wearables. So attracted. Yeah, I was just attracted to what you're doing and the fact that you're so heavily immersed in femtech and female founders and all of that it just ticked all my boxes and I thought I have to speak to you I'm so glad that you did um yeah femtech founders are my favorite because y'all are working on such important work and everyone in the industry is just so compassionate and collaborative and so it's really uh I feel so lucky you guys are my best co-workers ever <laughs> honestly well, I just I think it's kind of women doing it for women isn't it and it's just this uh, amazing it, it's just a, a, a incredible collaboration yeah and women are just left to fend for themselves so badly whether it's with PMS or postnatal depression or perimenopause menopause nobody teaches you're born with this body and you've got no manual do you know, no one teaches us how to deal with anything at any life stage and the doctors aren't educated. And so we just get left in a terrible state. And I just feel this deep sense of injustice. I think that's what motivates me. And I feel that we just need to really focus on it. And now it's becoming fashionable for females to be founders and 
thankfully, more than 1% of funds are starting to come to female founders. And as you say, we have very important work to do. Yes, we do. And I like to think that the men that have come aboard Femtech are like really well-behaved ones. Like they get it, you know, like (laughs) I feel like we don't, they are just, uh, they're just weaved right in. They're not sticking out like sore thumbs, you know, so I always appreciate that. Well, listen, men have to live with women as well. And obviously (laughs) they want the women to be well and have decent interaction with them. And we did a survey on, um, on men about menopause and the men said that they felt really frustrated and rejected even mm. and scared because yeah. they didn't really recognize the person that they were living with and they didn't dare have a conversation. <laughs> and we've done so many surveys on thousands of women and they regard perimenopause and menopause as the end of life as they knew it. And they're scared wow. stiff as well because they have no idea that they can feel better, yeah. that they can do a U-turn and actually feel better than they remember. Wow. Well, let's get into that. So first, I'd love to kick off this interview with telling us about your background. Where are you from? What did you, did you study? Did you have careers before you got into the menopause one? Um, And then how did you end up here? Yeah, very good question. Okay. So my, um, I actually originally trained as a dental hygienist and I did nutrition and some counseling. And then I was on maternity leave and my husband at the time and Four, three other doctors were setting up the British Society for Nutritional Medicine because I'm from London and we were going to educate doctors about nutrition and I was breastfeeding my second baby and they didn't think I had much to do so they gave me 10,000 medical papers to sort into conditions and I found 200 of them on PMS on the natural approach to PMS and so we developed a program for my husband's clinic based on those programs. And I, I um, trained his nurse. And before we knew it, fast forward, we had the media all over us. And we were getting over 2000 letters a day before emails. And we literally helped 10s of 1000s of women around the world to manage their PMS naturally. And 94% of them were completely symptom free within four months. Wow. And so then a few years later, there were uh, publications on menopause, on the natural approach to menopause. So eventually we tweaked the PMS program and turned it into a menopause program. And that's how it all began. Wow. And it was really the demand and also me seeing these terrible, just terrible cases of women feeling suicidal, aggressive, just lost sight of themselves and completely spiraling out of control and when I realized it wasn't necessary and that the doctors aren't educated for example last year or it's not last year now it's 2019 there was a Mayo Clinic survey on doctors and gynecologists in the US and only seven percent of them said they felt adequately educated to help women going through perimenopause and menopause that's insane it's it's atrocious yeah and so we've talked about menopause on the show before. So I think my listeners, you know, we we kind of understand the basis of it. If you don't, listeners, we got plenty of episodes, just scroll <laughs> for menopause. But I, I don't think we've ever really talked about how food and there's natural like things that you can do to subside your symptoms. Can you tell us more about that? Like, how does that work? And what kind of food are we talking about? Okay, so in the beginning, how we discovered this was A, through the research And then we did our own research. So we did studies on five separate populations. 
with, in collaboration with the local hospital, family planning clinic, mental health services, and in the workplace at Kimberley Clark. And we found that between 50 to 80% of the women had low levels of important nutrients. So this was going back, these are women of childbearing age. And so nutrients like things like magnesium, zinc, iron, essential fatty acids, vitamin D, calcium, that kind of thing. And we came to understand that, that when you have a shortage, as women very often do, in fact, the research now shows that billions of women around the world have nutritional deficiencies. And when you have low levels, it affects your brain chemistry and your hormone function. So it actually changes the color of the lenses through which you see the world. And unless you know how to meet your needs and have what I call a midlife refuel, then you don't have a chance of feeling really well. So that's the first thing. Second thing is when you get to perimenopause, when you're born as a baby girl, you've got millions of eggs. But when you get to perimenopause, those eggs are falling off. And by the time you reach menopause, your ovaries are packed up. So the factories close down. You've got empty estrogen receptors sites within the cells, but the brain doesn't get it because 100 years or so ago, we weren't living much past 50. Yeah. So it didn't really matter. But now that 40 something represents halfway for so many of us, it matters a great deal. And so we need to fool the brain into thinking you've got normal circulating estrogen or estrogen. And we can do that by consuming foods rich in those. So Mother Nature gives us all the tools we need. But again, we're not educated and we don't know how to do it. So going back to your question of what do you take? Well, you take nutrient dense food. And um, in my new book, and in fact, in all my books, I've got lists of foods that are rich in important nutrients. So you can detect nutritional deficiencies because Mother Nature shows us on our skin, our hair and our nails, exactly what's going on in our body. But again, we don't know how to recognize those signs. So if you've got cracking at the sides of your mouth or patches of greasy skin or red skin or dry skin or pimples on your upper arms or your, your hair's not growing very well or it's brittle, all of those things mean something in terms of nutrients. So we teach women how to redress the balance, put back into their body what time and nature has taken out so that they can actually get turbocharged. And then we teach them about Mother Nature's foods that are rich in estrogen, things like soy, flax seeds, there are supplements that contain red clover. And we teach them how to incorporate those into their diet and lifestyle little and often because the receptor sites don't stay full for very long. And then the brain thinks everything's normal. So it's a bit like winding back your biological clock and everything's back on an even keel. The factories open up again. You get lovely... Uh, results in terms of things like the hot flashes and night sweats disappear you stop feeling anxious and achy 90 before your time and you also start to get your mojo back so you feel switched on from the waist downwards you're instead of having vaginal dryness the cells that produce the mucus go back into production and so it's a really good time in your life to have this refuel and then turn the page and get on with the next chapter and do anything you like. Because when you get to midlife, as you know, women are very wise. But when they're curled up in a ball and they can't leave home and they just feel so overwhelmed by brain fog and fatigue and fear, then they can't really be very useful to anyone, least of all themselves. Wow, this is so fascinating how we're hacking the body via nutrients to uh, supplement things that, you know, our body needs in order to signal to us that we're not almost going to die. 
Because <laughs> like you said, we used to not live past 50. And so evolution has not caught up and we're living to 100. And so to be 50% through your life, but your biology says, uh, oh, we're, we must almost be done. You know, let's just start shutting things down. But uh, being able to biohack it through nutrients. Um, do you consider yourself a pioneer in natural menopause movement? Yeah, well, I have often been referred to as the pioneer of the natural menopause movement. And I think because I've literally helped more than 100,000 women around the world manage their menopause naturally, and I have no idea how many people my books have reached because they have been on bestsellers lists in different countries. The, my latest book, which only came out a couple of months ago in the US, Manage Your Menopause Naturally, is my first American book. So it's, but it's my 28th book. So oh I have, yeah, it's just been, so I'm very excited about having the opportunity in America to let women know. And I've been doing interviews for the last couple of months and it's just, it feels like such an honor to be able to get the word out and to take the worry out of it and give women hope that they can actually feel better. They can reclaim their well-being. They can get their libido back because our surveys again on thousands of women show that 70% of women lose their libido at menopause and 50% of them have vaginal dryness. And so many women just feel crippled at yeah. this life stage and they have no clue that they can get it all back again. Have you noticed any difference between the menopausal women in like England versus Europe in general versus the US? Is there certain things like US women are lacking more in terms of the nutrients or are we are women in menopause the same everywhere? I think there's a different attitude. Hmm. I mean, I think women generally find it hard to accept that they're of menopausal age because we all feel far too young. So that's the first thing. And in the US, I think that's even more so because there's this real drive to be youthful, look youthful, and, you know, not really own up to your age at all. And so I think it is hard. And so that's why we are aiming to change the paradigm in the next five years. So that instead of talking about the M word, we're going to talk about midlife refuel. And we're working with corporations, we've partnered with Virgin Care, and we're working with other corporations as well in the workplace. And eventually, women will come to understand that in their 40s, they're entitled to a midlife refuel. And that's all it is. They may have had babies and done some breastfeeding, or they've lived life in the fast lane, they've been senior executives, and they haven't really had time to nurture themselves, because we usually, as women, we're bottom of our own priority list. Yep. So we'll have this midlife refuel and maybe there'll be a, a midlife refuel for men as well. So we won't have, because at the moment in, I, I think the statistics show that one in four women are leaving the workplace because of menopause. Mm -hmm. And there was a big survey in the UK a couple of months ago on doctors, female doctors, and 90% of them or more than 90% of them say that menopause is a huge problem for them. And 45% of them are either thinking of leaving the workplace or working less hours. And that made me cry because mm. everything we do is based on published medical research. And I'm thinking to myself, well, why haven't they read the research? Do you know, why aren't they even able to help themselves, let alone their patients? Yeah. And, you know, I feel like we're all fighting so much for women empowerment, get women in leadership positions, get women on boards, diversify, diversify. And then, but we are, if we don't consider women's health and how they feel, 
regardless of how much we empower them to shatter glass ceilings and get to the top, if they don't feel good and they need to like retire, tap out, you know, like all of our efforts are not really worth it. Right. And so like, I am fighting for women's health and wellness because I believe that the empowerment and the leadership and the, you know, sitting at the table will come with that. I 100% agree with you. And honestly, I've had senior executives who've been so scared to go to meetings because one of them used to pass out with her hot flashes. And I had another one. In fact, we made a film and I've got stories in the book. And one of the stories is Professor Jo Brewis. And I met her at a menopause conference because she was one of the authors of the Government in the Workplace Conference on Menopause in the UK and um, publication rather, not conference. And she admitted to me that she felt she couldn't stay in the workplace. She thought she had early Alzheimer's, dementia. She couldn't string a sentence together. She couldn't remember her colleagues' names. And she was so frightened. Mm -hmm. Plus she had a whole host of other symptoms, including fatigue and constipation and acne on her face and depression. And so I said, come on our course. And I got this six-week virtual course. She came on it. And by the end of that, her memory came back, even in six weeks, even though it's a five-month program. She had no depression. Her skin cleared up. And she has gone, that was more than a year ago, she's now been made head of department at her university. And she's what she described in the film that we made last year. She describes herself as practically a new woman (laughs) with a great big smile on her face. (laughs) just her what she ate right we changed well the program is uh the the six-week program which the book is based on consists of making dietary changes so we're boosting nutrient levels to get the nutrients into an optimum range we're taking out foods that may impede the absorption in the first place just in the short term while we have the refuel we're teaching women how to have naturally occurring estrogen so we satisfy those estrogen receptors so the brain is fooled into thinking you've got normal estrogen we're doing uh, supplements that have been through properly conducted clinical trials around the world so these are not my supplements these are supplements we found through published research Mm -hmm. and they apply to different symptom sets so chapter four in the book for example is all about the supplements so that people can actually choose the science-based supplements because if you look at packets of supplements on the high street shelves they don't necessarily contain what they say on the label, according to research, which, which makes me feel really angry because women are being duped. And then the next part of the program is formal relaxation that helps to turn off the flushes and rewire your brain and exercise, which helps to release the lovely endorphins, helps to speed up your metabolism because that slows down at midlife and people tend to pile on the pounds around the waist and they can't lose it. And so it helps to keep you in really good physical shape as well as mental shape. And so all of those things together, I describe my program as a pie. So you've got these little slices and you can't just have a bite because it's not magic. You have to have a a taste of each slice to get the benefits. Got it. Got it. And, um, you know, it sounds like you've done because we have a lot of aspiring femtech entrepreneurs. We have a lot of people that are you know, maybe they have a solution and they want to get out there and they're like, what's the best way? And some people say an app. 
Some people say a book. Some people say, you know, like, what's, how do I get this to women? It sounds like you've taken a very media approach in the past with like the books and um, speaking engagements. And, and now it sounds like you have like a virtual course. And what's your experience been like in terms of impact on women? Uh, and how do you reach them? Like, is writing a book, like are women Googling for books? Like, is that what they want? Or like, do they want an app? Do they want a website? What's been your experience with that? I think women, different women want different things. They learn in different ways. Mm -hmm. So we try and cover every single base. I think the, the book for me is always good because it goes out there and it just has a ripple effect. It reaches people in all sorts of places. And sometimes that's the first contact people have. Or I write very often for the Daily Mail. So I had a big article a few weeks ago called Menopause Face. And that is yeah. you know, another way of sort of getting out there to women. But what happened to me was I, I made four films for Facebook Live a few years ago and on menopause. Someone showed me how to do that. And within 12 weeks, over a million women saw those films. And wow. so I was just inundated with needless suffering it made me feel very angry and, and it made me rise to the challenge of helping millions of women. And so that's our goal. And so in order to do that, we have to develop tech. So we started off with a very basic six week program because Facebook wasn't enough. It doesn't have a memory. So we put this, we took my five month program, which is all based on research and helping over 90% of women be symptom-free within five months. And we broke it down into, we broke all the research down into six modules. And so that's how it all started. And we thought, okay, we'll teach women to, about those, the research and, and in six weeks, we'll teach them how to manage their menopause naturally. And we didn't realize then that we wouldn't only be doing that, but we would actually be able to turn their lives around in six weeks. And so they'd see a big fat light at the end of the tunnel and know that they were on the right track and going to get back to feeling brilliant again. So that was how that all began. And now because it's tech world, we've kind of created tech around it. So we've got... Um, what's known as a minimum viable product. So at the moment it operates from your phone and you've got a dashboard and you've got all your course materials personalized for you. You can track your symptoms, you can attend live sessions, you can answer, ask questions, you can do everything through it's um, a web enabled app rather than an app you can get from the app store. So, and now we're looking at raising funds to take that tech further so that we will be creating artificial intelligence. And what that means is we're taking all the, the real-time research and all the symptoms and suffering and medical history and merging it all together in, in a, a neural network sandwich so that it will, rather than it taking half an hour, so for example, if you wanted help, you'd fill in a questionnaire that would take you a while to fill in. It's kind of four pages. It takes me or one of my nutritionists, half an hour to write your personalized program. So eventually the tech will do that. Yeah, yeah. And it will help to motivate women because we're all human. And when you start feeling better, then you think, oh, I don't need to do this anymore. So yeah. we need signposts and motivation and to make it fun yeah. so that it is and it really enjoyable. And there's a whole community side to it as well. And the women love it. And it really, honestly, I see the most incredible transformations every week of my working life. And I feel so privileged to be able to do this as my day job. Wow. I am just so blown away. I, 
I am, I'm really impressed. And I love the idea of, you know, we're just biohacking the body and using natural methods. It's not like you're saying, take this drug or do this. And you're like, just move your body, eat more of this, eat less of that. <laughs> you know, like, that's awesome. Um, and if women are taking hormones, because obviously some women do choose to take hormones, we don't use them because we don't feel we need to. But you can do the two things in parallel, especially getting your nutrients into an optimum range, because you're never going to do that with hormones. And if you're going to live and be 80, 90 and 100, you want to be in really good shape. Yeah, totally. What do you think about like, um, I always like to tap on accessibility to healthcare, if, you know, if I can say this is health care, right? Care for your health. Um, do you think that, you know, maybe women living in, uh, at least in the US, we call it these, um, oh my God, food deserts, where it's like, they're, they're, there's no grocery stores within miles, or there's, maybe there is, but it doesn't have an organic vegetable section, right? And so what about women who are, you know, um, less have smaller incomes and maybe can't afford all these great vegetables and fruits and things that you might be recommending. Um, what about those, those women? We try and tailor the program for each individual and their tastes and their lifestyle. And I think that's really important. And if you, at the, if, as long as you chose the right food, if you had the same food every day, it wouldn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And I think these days with online supplies that you can get more food is, is more easily accessible that you can get delivered. And sometimes you can get, there are, if you live out in the sticks, there might be boxes of thick produce that can be delivered to you if you look around for it. I know certainly through in the pandemic that one of my friend's sons set up this whole system where he would go to the farm and collect all the food and then he was actually delivering it to people. So, yeah. and it wasn't that expensive. So I think that it's, this is not necessarily, and I also stress it's not for people that love cooking in my book and in our course and the dashboard and everything, we've got recipes and menu plans and, you know, it can get nice and sophisticated, but equally for people that hate cooking or can't cook, there are so many fast options and, and shopping lists and things like that. So it can be really accessible. Mm. So I don't think that it has to be complicated or expensive. It can be very simple and very nourishing. And sometimes people can sprout their own things at home in pots or if they have a garden, yeah. they can grow some things and you can become a bit self-sufficient and cut mm. down the cost of things. So there's lots of different ways around. Yeah. And I know that some women actually enter menopause early due to having cancer or needing a hysterectomy because of something like, does your program also work for them? Absolutely. Yes. Because what's happening, no matter when you go into menopause. And in fact, we reach our peak at 35, our bone mass reaches its peak. So we do need the earlier that you learn how to get yourself in good shape. And I know my PMS patients that came back for help around perimenopause didn't need much help because they already knew how to meet their needs. So we were just tweaking things to meet the needs of this changing lifestyle. And so if the earlier you start, the better. Having said that, if you're in your 50s and you haven't started, it's never too late. And you can, the wonderful thing about this is it doesn't only help to get your menopause symptoms under control, but the research shows it helps to protect you against things like osteoporosis, the bone thinning disease, heart disease, dementia, diabetes, all of those things that we are much more prone to after menopause. 
And so it's really good for us because it helps to make longevity a much better experience. And even if you want to get cosmetic about it, the research shows that by consuming Mother Nature's estrogen, you can reduce the depths of wrinkles on your face quite considerably within 12 weeks. And so it has a great effect on your hair and your skin and your nails, as well as everything on the inside. Which may not necessarily be, you know, that's the health that people are going for. But I know for myself, when my hair feels good, when my skin is clear, my nails are good, like I feel good, right? Like it kind of motivates all the other things too. Um, You keep saying the research, the research, the research, which as a scientist, I love that, you know, thank you for basing your things on data. Um, It's like a, a, something that's, I don't know, not popular enough nowadays, unfortunately. Um, But who's doing this research? Are there lots of labs out there? Are there lots of researchers studying this? Like, is there a menopause research book? Like, who who's doing this research? Well, it's research from all around the world. And we do what I've specialized in all the years over the years is bringing together the world literature and putting it into easy, easily understandable form. So in the book, for example, I've got in the chapters, I've got an interpretation of the research in the research roundup. And then at the back of the book, there's a big chunky section on the medical references so that people can, you know, if you're a doctor or scientist, you can actually go and look at those references and check them out. So I think it's really important. Everything we do is based on published research, every single aspect of our program. Wow. I love it. Um, Is there research that you wish was done that you're like looking to cite it, but it's not done yet? Because you also have a lot of scientists listening in. So are there any areas of research you wish would have more? Tons. Oh, tons. (laughs) I mean, I think that um, what we're going to need in the coming years is we're going to need data scientists and psychologists to help us to really motivate women and make it easy so that we can signpost them and make it even easier than it is at the moment. I, I think the other thing is that we know Forbes said in 2019 that lost productivity associated with menopause is costing $810 billion globally each year. And so we did a survey on a thousand women, working women in the UK, and we found that 84% of them said that their productivity was affected for more than nine days a month. And we calculated that was about six and a half thousand dollars per woman per year. And that didn't include lost talent. And wow. so what we're doing at the moment is we're, we're, we partner with Virgin Care and some researchers, and we're going to look at delivering the program. We're, we're measuring symptom scores and lost productivity. And we we want to demonstrate the economic model because I don't really think in the next five years that doctors are gonna get educated, but I do think that corporations will. And so I really welcome, and there are all sorts of other things. People are, uh, they're creating wearables. So just anything that's gonna help women because we need to be able to measure what difference we're making. Do you know, with a wearable, I'd like to know What's that doing? How many hot flashes are they having? Because at the moment, it's all self-assessed. Well, you know, it may yeah. start by saying, I'm having 12 a day or one every 10 minutes or one every half an hour, but there's no actual measurement of that. So if we had a wearable where you could measure that, we yeah. could measure somehow alertness and productivity and all those uh, uh, activity in, in terms of not just doing a thousand steps or 10,000 steps or whatever it is, but really measure what 
in terms of um, how you can relate it back to well-being and making longevity a great experience. Uh, I think that's, you know, we've got 30 years to demonstrate that we can <laughs> actually keep ourselves in really, really good shape. And I think that uh, wearables are going to be important and all the researchers around the world who are interested in this need to get together and so that we can actually help ourselves to a big slice of good health as we get older and then leave that as a legacy for other generations. Yeah, yeah. And help businesses and help economies not lose all this money because women don't feel well, right? Um, What are some of your future goals? This has been such an awesome conversation. I want to know, like, what in your mind, what's the future of uh, holistic and natural menopause treatment? For us, we are uh, on the verge of, we're just raising some more money. We've got our tech people just waiting to get on with the next thing so that we've got this intelligent tech. And once we've got that, hopefully by the end of this year or the beginning of next year, we will be able to scale and reach millions of women. And we will be able to help people within corporations. Hopefully we'll be able to help educate the doctors and other healthcare professionals and also reach women in far-flung places who haven't got the resources. Mm -hmm. So through a charity to give them techniques and tools to help themselves to better health. And then eventually wind that back for younger women as well, so that women who've got PMS and postnatal depression, and so so that we actually create the manual for this body and it will stand (laughs) us in good stead no matter what. You know, we don't have to have these mad teenage outbursts or terrible postnatal depression or ghastly PMS where you feel like strangling someone, you know, and menopause where it feels like we're in God's waiting room. It doesn't have, none of that has to be. You can feel really brilliant if you know how to meet your needs. And so I'm on a crusade to make sure that happens. And that's really my legacy. Oh, I love it. Well, anything Femtech Focus can do to help you because I am, I'm all for crusading for women. This is amazing. Um, I have last two questions that our listeners really love. The first one is, if someone wanted to start a Femtech company, what's an area in women's health and wellness that still needs innovating? Uh, well, apart from menopause and perimenopause, which I'm concentrating on, I think there's a whole load of them. PMS, no one's doing anything properly on PMS. We've got all the data um, and in fact, our the AI framework that we are creating will be able to, we can um, have other purposes. So we can feed in data on PMS and other conditions. But everything really, look at osteoporosis and the fact that we're so fragile after menopause unless we learn, learn to meet our needs and how, somehow working out how do you create this time track of information for women through their lives so that they can access it because we we don't really do anything we don't we're not proactive women are busy they're working very often they're moms they're partners they're housekeepers they're everything so they're not really looking after themselves and it's not until we're in pain that we then have to take action you know we're not very good at saying hey i need to be my own nurturer yeah i need to keep myself in good shape so that i'm there for everybody else that's not really um how it works so we've got to think out outside the box and work out how we can deal with that so that we have a better quality and instead of being on a, a kind of merry-go-round where you're up and down all your life and not in the best form you can actually be your best the best version of yourself and you can be 
have so much more impact in the world. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, women, we're usually the last one to take care of. Uh, it was ourselves. <laughs> and also, we usually don't get help until it's unbearable, right? Usually exactly. not like, well, I'm only 10% not feeling myself. It's usually like, I'm only, you know, 90% sick, <laughs> you know, then we'll go and like seek assistance. Um, the last question is, what do you think the femtech industry as a whole needs the most right now in order to be successful? I think it needs investors to understand that we have a lot to offer in terms of creating well-being and how that re relates to society and the economy, but also for them to really grasp the fact that it's a massive opportunity for them because mm -hmm. Crunchbase, I think it was last week or the week before, said that menopause femtech is a $600 billion opportunity for investors. So I think that there's going to be this awakening. If it has, I think it's already started. And people will come to understand that it's okay to invest in women. They're quite reliable. <laughs> and they do actually produce the needful. You know, they're not... Uh, they, they shouldn't be second rate. I heard this amazing story um, from an angel investor as I was walking along after a meeting. And I remember so clearly there was a man and a woman who went and gave exactly the same pitch. And it was the man who got the investment and not the woman. And it was nothing to do with the pitch. So, you know, we have to change all that. That's the past. And now we're moving into this lovely new territory. Yeah, absolutely. And with a market size of 600 billion, there could actually be venture funds that only invest in menopause because that is such a big market, right? Like that type of a market size warrants its own investment department, you know, like, and yet we're trying to squeeze that in with the rest of women's health, like sexual wellness, contraception, um, osteoporosis, like all the other things as yes. well. So, wow, it's crazy. But this has been so much fun. I have a copy of your book. I cannot wait. I kind of skimmed through it and getting ready for this interview, but um, I'm really going to like, for real, now I'm inspired to to reassess like where to, how am I feeling and what kind of nutrients my body needs. Excellent. Well, I'm happy to give you any pointers you need, of course, and uh, hope and look forward to carrying on and collaborating in any way we can going forward. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my interview with Marion Stewart, author of Manage Your Menopause Naturally. It's always so fascinating to hear how our bodies are just machines and they need nutrition to fuel it and they need different types of nutrition in order to operate correctly. Get Marion's book and learn more about her methods at marionstewart.com. Alrighty, Femme fans, don't forget to get your tickets for the March 22nd Summit. The reason we're having a summit that day is because it's our 100th episode. So as you can see, we're pretty close. This is episode 98. So go to femtechsummit.com to register. After you get your summit ticket, be sure to join our Femtech Focus virtual community and subscribe to our newsletter. In our virtual community, you can become a FemPro member for only $10 a month and get access to our library of recorded Femtech content and free tickets to our Femtech Fundamentals events which are work workshops that help founders build, launch, and succeed. You also get discounts to our summit. Femtech Focus has Monday night um, 
podcast listening parties. We have a new Femtech book club. We have weekly office hours on Clubhouse. There's so much going on. So do yourself a favor, subscribe to the newsletter, and stay up to date that way. Um, Also, please consider making a donation, maybe even making it a recurring donation, because Femtech Focus is 501c3 nonprofit, and we rely on your donations in order to operate. Okay, Fem fans, until next time, keep innovating, because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness. 